And now if you'll turn to the front of your bulletin we'll, where we'll read today's scripture or follow the screen. Luke 1, verses 26 to 38, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will receive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The strange thing is, the hardest part of that story isn't even dealt with anywhere in Scripture. How many times have you had an angel just pop up right in front of you? Would your reaction be, oh, hi, messenger of God? No, I think I'd fall on the ground, start quivering pass out, maybe die. This all seems so calm and tranquil for a message that is about to totally uproot her life. I have a child. Saying that they change things doesn't go anywhere close to too far. They change everything. My wife used to love me. Then we had a daughter. She never spoke to me again. She has not spoken to me in 35 years. Okay, it's not exactly true, but it might as well be. I used to have all of her attention. And I still have most of her attention. I'm okay with that one. A baby changes everything. But angels just popping up? Delivering messages? Audrey, that ever happened to you? Uh, John? Angels popping up, appearing to you anywhere? I don't mean Donna. Yeah, it, it's an incredible story, and we lose our sense of wonder with the beauty of it. Ordinary shepherds to kings are involved. Angel, one angel starts singing, okay, I'm back on the ground again. And then the whole sky fills with them. No wonder the shepherds got it right. They fell down on their faces too. Do we still down, fall down on our faces when we hear 
this majestic story of the coming of the Christ child. Lord, we thank you for this greatest gift ever given, one that changes our lives and so much of for our for the better, changing our world, bringing peace, granting hope in places where hope does not abide, bringing your joy to those who have so little of it. Let us hear the wonder in this story again, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm sorry to start this way, but I've got some bad news for you. I know it is the fourth Sunday of Christmas, and in a few hours it will be Christmas Eve. But I had a revelation this week. We have been doing Advent all wrong. And in fact, most people I know have been doing Advent all wrong wrong. So I'm afraid we are going to have to back up and do Advent all over again. We're going to take down all the decorations and put them back up into storage. We are going to return the presents to the stores or to Amazon or to Etsy or to wherever you got them from. We're going to untrim the trees And all that food that you've been cooking, all those goodies that you've been baking, fill your trash cans with them. They're no longer good because we have been doing Advent all wrong. And we are just going to have to do it over. You see, throughout Advent, we have been waiting for Christmas to get here. I know I have. Uh, One day I came home to a normal house. The next day I came home to three Christmas trees, stockings hanging over the fireplace, and cookies baking in the oven. Sissy had been busy getting ready for Christmas. You know that feeling, don't you? Buying the presents, hanging the lights, Mailing the cards, wearing the matching pajamas. What, y'all don't do that? I'm pretty sure Steve and Diane do that. And that theirs match with Bruce and Robbins. And Brenda and Charlie. Charlie likes the ones with the footies in them. Yeah. My grandson and I actually wore matching pajamas just a couple of weeks ago. All the things that we do to get ready for Christmas. And that is the reason why we are going to have to do Advent all over again. You see, Mary and Joseph were not waiting for Christmas to get here. They did not do a single thing to get ready for Christmas. In fact, there was not one person in the world 2,000 years ago that did a single thing 
to get ready for Christmas. They weren't waiting for Christmas to get here. But there were so many people waiting for the Messiah, the Christ, to come. Even the authors of the Psalms asked, how long must we wait? They heard the yearning. Can you hear the yearning in their voices, in their words, as they wait? You see, no one back then was busy getting ready for Christmas. They were too busy hoping and praying and getting ready for the Savior of the world to come. It is an age-old question. We have worked hard and done so much to get ready for Christmas. And we've done a good job of it. But how well have we done preparing for the Christ of Christmas? This story of Mary and Joseph is astounding. It is amazing. And yes, I'll even say it, it is awesome. An angel appears to Mary and delivers a message from God that turns her life inside out and upside down. And what does Mary say? Okay, that will be done. You know, someone said that little faith will bring your soul to heaven, but great faith will bring heaven to your soul. What a beautiful example of great faith Mary and Joseph give us. Thy will be done. Of course, there was a practical side to Mary. She knew how things normally worked. How can this be, for I am a virgin, Mary asks. The answer, nothing is impossible for God. Afraid? Can't get along with your family? Think you will never be able to forgive or be forgiven? Nothing is impossible for God. Think you haven't lived your life well? That you'll never feel loved? Nothing is impossible for God. Jesus called out Lazarus after he had been in his grave for four days. Jesus turned water into wine at a wedding, and God is still turning weddings and marriages into the most valued of treasures. Jesus healed the incurable, the ones who had no hope whatsoever. Nothing is impossible for God. Every single person we mention today in prayer need to hear the message of Christmas. Nothing is impossible with God. I told this story before, but we have new people, so I pull it out whenever we get new people. A little boy asked his mother, 
where he came from. His mother told him about a beautiful white feathered stork. He ran into the next room and asked his grandmother where his mom had come from. He received a variation on the stork story. Next room. How about you, great Grammy? Where did Grammy come from? And he got the same stork story again. And he ran outside and he told his friend, you know, there hasn't been a normal birth in our family for three generations. Abraham and Sarah, a hundred years old and ninety years old, have a baby. Manoah and his barren wife, barren wife, have a son named Samson. Hannah gives birth to Samuel well after childbearing years. John the Baptist's mother, Elizabeth, was probably in her late 60s when she gave birth to the prophet. And Jesus was born to a virgin hardly into her teens. Talk about a family not having a normal birth for generations. But that is the power of faith in the family of God. And when we walk by faith and not by sight, giving everything to the Christ of the manger and the Christ of the cross, only then can we truly say every day of the year, finally, it's Christmas. Amen.